The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the marketing madman with Trip Job and Darren Rand on Extra 1063 FM. Happy Saturday. Welcome to uh, the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. Trip Job here with Darren Rand, uh, and it's the end of May. I can't believe it. I mean, what happened to the, I, the our, our, our kids are almost out of college. I think both yours and mine Mine's are, graduated. My oldest is yeah. graduated, so yes. It, congrats. Isn't yep. that amazing? We, uh, and, but it, it's, where did the year go already? I know times are uh, are uh, just bustling by, and uh, which actually, it's funny because I think they'll tie into our discussion today about how things change so quickly in marketing and the business world. Well, but, how about uh, how about changing? I was going to ask you. I wanted to wind you up with this one today, the the with the PGA and the yep. tournament. How'd you what did you think? First of all, um, I thought it was fantastic, and I'm also so glad I went out and did stuff most of the afternoon because by the time I came in, I think they were on twelve or thirteen, and it started to get good. Yeah, and um, you know, I look, I love golf, I love watching golf, but uh, it's a lot better when you've got about a two hour window, which turned into a three hour window with the playoffs. So I thought it was perfect. So the next question was to kind of bring this to brand. Yep. The Mickelson, the whole thing with Mickelson and Mackay and the the the, the flags and wow, that, I mean that's something else. You yeah, talk most about most people probably don't know that story, but well, uh, again, it, it, you talk about. I mean, I'm sure folks know. I mean these these folks on the tour get paid because of their brand, obviously. Yeah. I mean that's that's Q ratings and all the things. And his is taking a massive hit. Yeah, no, no question. And yeah, the more little things come out, you know, it's it, it's hard. And that's, I mean, that gets into PR. We can go a lot of different directions. Maybe we'll come back to that because uh, when you think about influencers, you think about who you align with. Um, it's not just the immediate impact; it can be the um, after effect on your brand. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, a friend of mine did did uh, a lot of work at Coca Cola with influencers. And this was about a decade and a half ago. And she went through the entire portfolio of influencers to see what the real value was each one was bringing. I mean, putting it on a quant basis. And I can't use some of the names, but, you know, it's like, okay, this influencer has 20 people, large companies they're working with. How much time can they really give to us? Yeah. Right? And and so this does go to the, the, the whole point of, you know, we've talked about this a bunch of times. But if you're going to buy your way into a market through a sponsorship, which is essentially what you're doing with an influencer, yep. um, you know, what are you doing to make sure that that is generating value? I mean, because all they're doing is you're, ba- you're, 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 you're leasing the right to use that person's name. That's what Absolutely. you're doing. Yeah. After that, it's up to you. And so, you know, you and I joke about, you know, the, the Kardashians. I wouldn't spend $40,000 on them hitting a, a, a text if you if, – I don't care. There's no way. But people do it every right. day. And there's brands that look – and I've said it. It's the TikTok site. It's the cosmetics. It's the, you know, fashion, the jewelry, you name it. That's perfect for that. But 
Um, I think we've actually switched. We're going to come back to uh, Connected TV for the next segment. Let's just keep going with this influencer because I think it's uh, it's really, really interesting. And I think a lot of businesses try to do that. And, you know, again, they don't think about what the short, mid and long term effects are. Well, and it's going to go to our Connected TV yeah. conversation because at the end of the day, what we're what we're talking about, folks, is that. You know, where we're going to go with Connected TV. I mean, it, now what you see with Hulu and all these streaming and, and the cable, and if you watch your cable and you're watching YouTube TV, you may see where it goes, dink, 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 and it's like the waterfall, and it's because there's no ad there. There's no right. ad buy there. And and, and so um, we as corporations and marketers want to make sure we talk to the audience that we want to talk to at the right time in the right place. Well, it's a lot easier than it was, but it's also a lot harder than it was. Easier because now we have the data. Harder because the number of outlets is 100x the size. So if you got an influencer, and what's so interesting about it, you and I are talking about Mickelson. Let's go to yeah. that. Unless you're probably a golfer our age, maybe young, but, he, you know, it didn't affect you. I mean, what, what, what you and I are talking about it. Right. And the KPMG relationship and these other things. I mean, um, but you, the, but that's where the you know so the KPMGs of the world and uh, some of his sponsors were at that C level um, officer VP level business contacts because they viewed it all right. People have an affinity for golf. They like Phil. Therefore, if they see KPMG or someone else on his shirt, etc. That's where you have to be careful because it, it definitely went south. Versus it, Callaway, that was, you know, hey, people are buying golf equipment. They recognize Phil. Callaway stuck with him. It still makes sense for that market. But there's, there's uh, adjacent markets where you have to be real careful about who you sign up with. Look and, at the Tiger thing. I mean, you know, again, all these things that, that when it comes to influencers – yeah, I mean, somehow the Kardashians keem, seem yeah. to keep. Uh, well, Martha avoiding. Stewart ten years ago was the hottest influencer out there. Yeah, it, the great. Okay, exactly. And then what happened, right? Yes. You know, and now some people like Kmart and all were stuck with her. I mean, because products are truly in there with her brand, and she was involved with it. But there were others, you know, wanted to flee as fast as they as they could. Yeah, and and to me, some of it's total hypocrisy too. It's 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 just ridiculous. But but what we're talking about is these so. The danger of of an influencer is is just as much as the positive potential of an influencer. You know, what I mean, so that was just wa watching the the I don't want to say demise, but here's a person who was who was absolutely put at the the top of the the mountain in terms of you know his brand in in the world of golf. Yeah, and he is getting just barbecued. Um, you know, so I'm trying to think of other good examples. Well, let's think about, so, I mean, the station's here, all right? Okay. So you've got a lot of advertisers, local yep. small businesses, mid-sized businesses here, that will take some of the radio personalities, Buck Baloo, for instance, all right? That's that's an influencer. Or maybe they'll take Hudson Mason or Joe Ham, you know, Finneran, those type of guys. Um, now you've got NIL, so you can start picking, you know, which I don't even want to get into that because that, <laughs> that, that gets into a I lot of different things besides influencers. But, yeah. um, but again... All right, so what's the impact of that? If you look at, and I'll take a couple bigger names, all right, what's the longevity of, okay, um, you know, I think Kirby Smart's pretty safe now, but 
four years ago was Kirby safe that someone wanted to line up with Kirby when he was in his early part of, you know, as Georgia head coach. How about Tebow? Yeah. Tebow was the hottest thing since sliced bread. Right. I mean, he's still out there, but, you know, the, the whole thing about we can bring this all kinds of different ways to marketing. They all have their they all have their life cycles. Yeah. All this marketing has, you know, all these all these things have their life cycles and it doesn't continue to go up. I'm trying to think of anybody's brand who is who's just continuously always on the up. It, it's just not possible. Even there's even right now, Jack Nicholas has got a little bit of a lawsuit going on. Exactly. I, I think Jack's going to end up being the right, but still, here he is, eighty some years old, and now he's getting drugged into you know. Into you see some that things. one? It, it's yeah. cr- it, it is absolutely, and this is marketing, folks. So let, let's bring this to to any men market. I mean, again, they're big and small companies that are listening, but but you know, associating yourself, whether it's with a uh, famous person, and I'll put that in quotes, or a or a uh, person in your industry you know is is somewhat dangerous well that's why people pay seventy thousand to two hundred fifty thousand yeah. to mckinsey and gartner and all that kind of stuff because you're basically buying your way into you know getting that stamp of approval yeah. from a from a a brand like jd power same thing right. all these things and 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 trip and i talk about this a lot are there some good there yeah but at the end of the day it's all pay for play Exactly. And so here's to me, okay, if you're here in Atlanta or Georgia and you're looking at doing something like that, you're doing some radio advertising, uh, et cetera, here's how I would go about it, depending on if you have the budget and what you're trying to do. Let's say you're trying to, you know, get some new users. You got a product, service, whatever. Let's say you pick, we'll use Buck because we're here, you know, Buck Baloo. Okay, it's one thing to have him and pay for the radio side. Okay, that's fine. That's your awareness. But if you're really going to do it and you're trying to attract new users it's okay am i going to be involved with you know the big kickoff game tailgate and can i pay for buck to be in my part my section of the tailgate and be there to sign autographs for any you know any current or new customers for that event so you're doing more than just the awareness you're actually using that influencer in a way that makes sense you're doing it in a football game you're not doing it um down at uh, the aso for a concert you know you're doing it for your like-minded audience and you're bringing in potential not just leads but maybe real uh high level prospects and then the next thing someone was asking me yesterday Okay, if you were to bring Buck in for one of those, you know, one is not up. You've got, yeah. you've got to repeat. You've got to repeat. You've got to repeat. And 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 so someone will go, well, well, why? Because people are busy, yeah. and and you've got to you've got to keep, you know. So there's what we're talking about is kind of sampling, and 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 so you you if you had a a an influencer like Buck who's helping, let's say it's I don't. Know, uh, Mizuno clubs because yeah. we know he plays Mizuno clubs and so forth, and um, you know, so y- if you're at an event, yeah, he's the he's part of the draw, and you've got the Mizuno guys there, and all those sorts of things. Okay, that's the start of it. Right. You that's do, not you do the two, end of it. You do two events, people get to meet them, they get to sign up, and then the third event is there's a foursome with Buck four months from now, and that's where Darren's going, and you build a campaign off Abs- of it. And you draw people in, you get these new contacts, hopefully you've activated and maybe even got their business in the three months between the initial, and then there's three lucky winners who get to have the golf round with Buck, and then you use that, get their interviews, get their testimonials to build your next campaign. It's, it's, and this is where we always talk about sequencing and the plan and 
not, we, we this is so off the cuff because but it's 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 no different than what you're describing it's the same as a, as a uh, what's the game plan for the for the football game yeah right what's the game plan for for a, for an influencer because you know i mean nascar is huge we know I mean, yeah. you you've played in that space yeah. and well, i mean yeah. those guys are are monsters but yeah again i guess what we're but, getting at is is that this world of buying media which is where we're going to go next so we'll set the segue up buying media is in is is so many different forms now you've got to have a strategy and when we come back um, from the break we're going to dive into why that's so important and then we'll show you a little bit about uh connected tv and give you some examples of how uh technology is changing and how you use that strategy to uh to build these plans so you're listening to the marketing madmen on extra 106.3 Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Darren Rand of Rand Inc. here with you. And we were talking about um, influencers and the fact that you really need to have a strategy and plan and understand your market, the campaigns. This is not a one-time thing. Um, and so we, we kind of deviated to that because the focus of our effort today is on some of the you know, how fast paced things have been changing, how to uh, find your audience, how to connect with your audience in today's media. And we want to talk about CTV. All right. And if you're not familiar with what CTV stands for, it is connected TV. So you think about it, people cutting the cord, people who still have the cord, but have streaming services. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. And uh, <laughs> it's like the term digital. I, I loved so we're gonna in a minute we're gonna also talk about um, some of a co- the providers we're working on with a client on CTV right now and there was the one chart I, you can't even call it a pie chart it was both concentric circles and pies and it talked about you know content sources true broadcast media whatever I I really thought that was one of the most cool charts I've seen but it. I mean, it's like the old dog's breakfast. There was so much going on, which is what's happened in the whole TV media space today. So, again, the uh, thing we've talked about is a, a laser shot versus a rifle shot. Um, I, some of you all may have heard of the term programmatic. Um, and and so programmatic, the way that we think about it is you're you're buying a portfolio you're buying a, you're buying a mutual fund and you yep. really don't have a whole lot of control over anything else but buying that fund okay that's programmatic and and, and, and how they trade within that fund and how, and how they trade within that fund exactly and 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 so you know the way it's meant or is supposed to be sold this is this is getting to the facts now is that your audiences are going to all kinds of different websites and different media and different channels, et cetera. All right, granted. However, there's also, and, and I need to look this one up, Trip. i got to find this one. There are articles that have shown statistically that we as consumers visit the same six to eight sites every month. That's what we do. It could be ESPN. It could be golf. Who knows? Yeah. Now, my wife, on the other hand, well, she probably does, too. But then she goes and dives into all these interior design things and gets all the spam stuff, too. But but at the end of the day, I can tell you my my viewership is so 
absolutely predictable on a monthly basis. It's the 80-20 rule anyway. Exactly. So why do I want to buy a bunch of waste? Yeah. Because that's what it's doing. The algorithm is going, well, we think that Darren, since he likes golf, he might like Golf Week instead of Golf Digest. Well, if I'm if I'm a Golf Digest guy, I'm probably a Golf Digest guy. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, if I'm an ESPN guy, I'm and I'm watching or you know Braves. Like I don't go to the I don't go to ESPN yeah. to to I go I go to Braves, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one one little tip. This is the easy tip for anyone out there. If something smells funny, it probably is funny, all right. And and there's a way. And you hear us at all times talk about you know um, uh, numbers lie or number figures lie and liars figure, all right. Um, so I'm going to use a, a real recent example. So last weekend was the final day of English soccer, which I've kind of gotten into a little bit. I, I follow Chelsea a little bit, um, but some of the others I enjoyed. It's a night. I think it's a great Sunday morning thing. It's kind of my Sunday morning, you know, 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, or 9 o'clock even, you know, just kind of ease into the day. So last day of the year, they um, air every match, all right? So there's, I guess... I don't know, um, 10 matches, I think. So instead of it just being on USA and NBC, now it's on Sci-Fi. It's on, I can't remember, several of them. Like one of the games that I think I wanted to watch was on Sci-Fi. Right? So all of a sudden, you know, you could have um, a provider tell you, oh, well, soccer fans, you know, watch Sci-Fi in May. No, they don't. One, one of the 38 weeks or 38 matches – was on that because they televise every match on the last day of the season. It has nothing, you know, so you have to be a little careful because if someone told me soccer, you know, users watch sci-fi, I'm like, you're freaking crazy. Uh, well, <laughs> well, and again, back to the the buy that we're working on right now, and they, they showed us the stuff with the grocery. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. And, and we told them right. something that they probably didn't know, but it's like, no, we're not going in grocery. We're not. Because people are, folks, people are gaming the system. Yeah, there's that, a lot of ways. On, on every, so at the end of the day, when they're coming to you, whoever's coming to you in terms of a media shop, um, especially these programmatic folks, uh, be very careful. Yeah. So here's a study. This is what kicked us off. We, we're now, um, guy, we're 20 minutes in. We haven't even talked about the data. <laughs> All right. So there was a study that just came out this week, and it said there was about 35 campaigns from 20 of the largest advertisers. So, I mean, this is Publicis Group and people like that out there. All right. Um, and basically it said that, um, you know, the fact that there is a frequency problem in connected TV is, in their opinion, highly exaggerated. They said, look – Frequency and duplication can be managed, but I'm going to get more deep deep into this. They said, um, you know, they were able to, um, let's see, measure just under 2 billion impressions, and about which was about 35 million in media expenditures, um, back in 2001 over a four-month period. And really where they come back to is that you can manage it, um, but put more weight on the impressions um, because close to 100 million impressions are required to be allocated to reach the 40 percent available households. So if you oh. want to, so if you want to reach 40 million, you got to do 100 million. So that that was a study, and this is I'm winding Darren what's, up. What's, what's the what's the time frame on the study? Uh, four months and of last what year. Was the year it was done. Last, it was last year it was okay. early, last <laughs> early year. last year. Yeah. Okay, 2021. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but essentially. 
it's saying, all right, 40% of whatever you put out there, you know, so if, if you want 40 million, you got to go to 100 million. So you can manage it. All right, now I'm going to just, uh, you know, let the top go and let him, <laughs> let Darren go off. So being here at Dickey Broadcasting, and, and, and we've talked to David about this a bunch, this is the frequency and reach. I mean, now there are, there are models from all of our school days and all the stuff we've done in media. All right. Oh, boy. Okay, so back to you can spray and pray or you can buy what you what you what you like or what you need to buy, excuse me. If you're buying not because we're here in the studio, has nothing to do with that. But if you're wanting to talk to people that fit a certain demographic and psychographic profile and and that has to do with sports, there's one place to go. Why do you need to go waste it? Why would you yeah. waste sixty percent? That's the just the the most insane. That's the most insane thing. Oh well, we, there is waste. Yeah, of course there's waste. waste. Okay, you'll never get a hundred percent. But can you strive for twenty yeah. percent? No. Well, but the the problem is, and gosh, holy, we're gonna really go, folks. The big shops and think about it that are selling you all this media. Make money one way. By selling you media. Yeah. They're, and, and they're getting their cut. They're and, that's getting all, their, and guess what? The more you do, the more they make. It's kind of like the old the old days of the stock spots broker, and dots. Stockbroker versus the fiduciary. It's, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Totally. De- okay. So the, the, the what we're talking about with frequency is a really important issue, regardless of what channel you use. The, the Buck ex- example earlier, you know, four times. So... The the beauty of this, and this is what we're talking to these folks about now about the spy we're doing, we've told them very clearly, do not bring us something that is a spray and pray, um, we're going to let the algorithm do all the work type of buy. And they go, well, the algorithm is smarter than you. No, the algorithm is not smarter than us in terms of who we want to speak to. And it's not smarter than us in terms of we know that that these three or four publications or these two or three um, TV channels or these um, these streaming shows, we know they're watching them. We and, know that. And That's one, of the big, one of the big things they brought up, too, was, well, we can do some other types of media with it. And we're like, wait a second. This is all about an awareness campaign. And in this case, our client um, is a new brand, does not have awareness. So if we're not targeting, look – I don't care what type of media it is. Spray and pray is not going to work when you don't have brand awareness to begin with. And and so what these folks are telling you when you're looking at, at the at the media buys is that we can give you a lookalike audience, okay? Schmoes like Trip and I who play yeah. golf and love golf. All right. You want to talk to us? Here's how you talk to them. And, and, and then what they're going to tell you is, so those little ads that follow you around that retargeting and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Okay. We can, we can do all that. And what they don't tell you is again, or what this article does tell you is how much waste there is. If, if you are buying and allowing that amount of waste to be your barometer for success or failure, 
Don't do it. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. I mean, Stop. unless you're for, I mean, look, and again, a lot of these are the Fortune 100, huge, you know, expense. We're talking the I mean, Geico beer, spends beer a companies, too. Geico, yeah, I mean, these guys, M&M, Mars, you know, all those type of people. And they, Great. Put that, they put that waste into the cost of acquisition. They know sure. that, okay, could we possibly, let, let, this, is, this is the fun part of this, could we take this media buy, crunch it down, and and reduce the waste. Okay, so let's say it's three hundred dollars per subscriber to get somebody, and and if you look at a at a Verizon or you look at a cable or whatever, they're going to have what's the cost per acquisition for a subscriber, right? Fun stuff. And so you know, is the juice worth the squeeze in terms of all right? I know these sound like crazy numbers. Could we save two hundred million dollars, and and also at the same time probably uh, reduce our waste? You might be able to, but holy crud, if it takes you time and money. So you got to think about what's the effort needed, what's the reality of achieving it, all those sorts of things. Um, Because unless you can move your cost from, like, say, $300 per subscriber down to maybe $240, right, and and have a significant change, it's probably just not worth it. That Your flywheel is is cranked up. It's going. and, And your... Um, your metrics and your barometer are based on that amount of waste. Now, you could also go and say, well, and this is with fun stuff. This is where CTV can be fun. You could say, okay, let's let's rip out a certain MSA and, and, and go really target the living crud out of it. And we're going to go, instead of going broad, mm-hmm. we're going to go hyper-focused. And we're going to see. You know, we're not going to go programmatic. We're going to go hyper-spot-by, focused, you know, um, Maybe even sponsor a show or something like that, right? And and you give that a test, and and you say, well, gosh, dang it, that worked. All right, well now you. So that's that's the way to do it. Which that that therein is again the conversation we just had this morning was okay. We're we're looking at this buy. What are we going to yeah. measure in terms of what are the success factors that we're, we're going to measure? Right, and and you could be all right. You, you could be a business maybe in the metal space, metalworking space, uh, tools, things like that. So one of the you, you talked about your places you go to. I got hooked probably about a year and a half ago on a History Channel show called Forged in Fire, and it's really really cool. Now, you know if if you're in that little small space, all of a sudden wait a second you know you've got your target audience there. And there are a couple other shows like that. You know, obviously we see it, and you know my experience with HDTV and the design shows. Those are very easy to target when they start to try to expand you out and get you into oxygen lifetime. Yes, guess what? Those are probably the same buyers, but they're in a different mindset. So why do I want to pay higher rates on Oprah and Oxygen and Lifetime and things like that. No, I'm going to keep my focus on HDTV. Uh, it, and, and so the fun part of this for us is that we now have data we did not have to make these decisions. Yep. The challenge is, is, is that a lot of these folks um, will not let you cherry pick. Yeah. Um, and so think about that. Um, when we have conversations with people, we're asking them these, these kinds of questions. Um, think about, you know, Thursday night in the old days with friends. You know, NBC wasn't letting you pick off friends without buying the whole night. Yeah. Wasn't going to happen. So the, the theory of all this stuff is that you are able to be much more um, hyper-focused, 
do deep buys. What's the name of the, the show you watch on History uh, Channel? Forged in Fire. So they actually, you know, recreate. It's, it, it is a reality show, and Darren doesn't like reality shows, but I, I, it's pretty cool. They have amateur and semi-professional um, blacksmiths, and they have to recreate different types of swords, you know, uh, knives, weapons, whatever. They're all historical, and in the course of the show, they work their way through. I mean, it's real. I, I find it tremendously educational. Some of the I mean, stuff from all over the world, they they recreate and how they do it. What was I this? have I have no way. I you know I I don't have a forge. I would never do it. But I'm just like this is really really interesting to me. Well, the funny thing today is that now I have to watch because I didn't realize you, you you just keep folding steel and you fold it and you fold oh, it. Oh, you, you watch them when you see them make the mistakes, and then there's certain ones with the artistic side, and yeah, yeah. It's and they sometimes they give them different materials. That they have to use, which then creates a different outcome. You know, things they have to watch out. So it's, it, like I said, it's on uh, on history. I channel how, so it would be. So here's what we're talking about, folks. Is like okay, and and it sounds like we're having this little offshoot yeah. conversation, but we're not. Let's say that 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 uh, audience of folks is half a million. Yeah, you know, they know who they are, and 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 so. Um, there, are, there are certain data points that you cannot get yet because of, of regulations and, and so forth. Um, but once you know that they're there, now you just repeat the living crud out of it. And, and you, you go, all right, I, I know my audience is here. Right. I'm going to talk to and, them. And that's such a key point. So two things. One, on this study, too, they, they did find, just FYI, the um, duplication rate, the average for CTV was 32% in this study. All right. So um, I'll let you talk about that, and then I'll come back to my last point, which is the old watch out, and please don't do this. But Okay, so go speak to the duplication rate. So they said the average duplication rate was 32%. So basically they said about 55% of the campaigns had 25% or less overlap, 40% were between 25 and 50, and then only 5% had a 51% overlap. So um, they said they're essentially the unique reach was 68%. Um, from the uh, publisher in this campaign. So. The, the challenge, again, is two things. You know, let's go to are you a B2B or B2C company? How big is your audience? Like this one that we're working on now, the total market of folks that we really want to talk to is maybe 10,000 people. Um, so, um, you know, what they're saying to to you here is, okay, you're going to have to have your audience size. Let's they're going to say, oh, you got to have it be about eighty, you know, eight eighty thousand to get to your ten, yeah. you know. Um, and and that's where there's about waste. And well, again, that's forty sixty, so the numbers would be very different, obviously. But then the other thing they're talking about is what they're what they're missing is this frequency piece. I do want to overlap. Yeah, I want to make sure that we are having the conversation at the level that I almost get to the point where I annoy the crap out of somebody. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing. I, I, I think that, and we had this conversation this morning with somebody, if you're not top of mind, and I mean top of mind, you will become out of sight, out of mind right. very quickly. That's going to be good for Phil because he wants to be out of sight, out of mind very, very quickly. And, 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 but, but if you, if you, 
the the fact that they're saying that, that there's you know overlap. Yeah, well, again, you want to plan for overlap. You want to make sure that that, that middle of the bell curve you want to be hitting multiple times. Abs- dead smack on, and and so it, it's it's part math equation. It's then now let's go, then you got to go to the to the the to the creative and asset side, you know, and so again to what you said a minute ago with the Geico's and the insurance companies, they can come out with, you know, a dozen in a series of ads and they're all fun and they all, they're, they're, they're all great. And they can spend you know, half a million. I mean, yeah. they don't care what they spend on, no. on creating a spot. Um, but when you're a mid market company, you don't have the ability to do that. And nope. so the study really gets down to a core of what we've been talking about. It says, you know, essentially to achieve scale, you know, you need to leverage a central platform, which we're talking about. Again, really understand the right place for your audience, and then evaluate a few combinations um, and methods to identify some patterns of duplication, and but not so much that it's diminishing returns. So I think that, you know, again, that's the ideal, and that's really understanding your audience, not, not doing it as programmatic. But the one I want to hit in our last three minutes is, and I get these emails all the time um, from the discount media buyers. Oh, boy. oh overruns. I have remnant. I can get remnant. remnants. All right. Don't do it. If Forget you're a small it. to mid size, don't it. do it. It's one it's Forget one thing it. if you're again, you know, a top five hundred advertiser and you you know, whatever. But it's remnant for a reason. Yeah. You know, and that's where they're going to throw it. They're going to tell you. They're going to tell you the soccer buyer on sci-fi. Oh, I got all this space in sci-fi. That's that's where that stuff's going to come up. Save your money, please. Don't do it. Well, again, if you if you can't do marketing right, don't do it at all. It's that simple. It's 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 that it's just that simple. We were talking again this morning about you know, do you hire do you create marketing or do you hire lobby a lobbyist? Yeah, lobbyist is marketing. Yeah. I mean, it is marketing, yeah. and it's it's one. It's not advertising, but again, going back, advertising is a subset of marketing, and unfortunately, too many CTV people is advertising. Thinks, marketing thinking the is, same, exactly. Yeah, and so the 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 remnant space, you know, DRTV direct. Sorry, direct response. It's my five dollars. Direct response that's, TV. Um, that's those folks are buying the remnant space because they don't care. Right. They're buying five dollar, ten dollar spots and just overnights and all that kind of junk. Yeah, and they're getting commission on it. I yeah. mean, that's why they're pushing it. Yeah. Um, well, it's like it was for, it's why we were on Saturday. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Well, we digress quickly, but no, it's you know, and I think that is. I, I hear it from time to time. Someone said, "Well, I hadn't done it before, and this guy gave me a great deal." That's not the time to try it. All right. Ask no. him what there's a wonder why the deal is so great. Yeah. You know, here's here's one that's interesting right now. We're getting folks, and again, we're just trying to bring you up to speed on anything we hear and see. Um, getting so many emails on um sponsorships for for big B2B trade shows. You knew you shook your head before yeah. I even went there. And and these are big branded shows that have been around for a decade or so and and they're they've got these title sponsorships still available and they're saying hey there's an opportunity well no 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 let's let if you can't sell the title sponsorship to a decade old b2b highly branded show 
What's going Why, on? Or, or, or and, and we we're running out of time in this segment, but maybe we'll pick it up at the beginning. And we, I think we've talked about in the past, I've jumped in when some people have backed out due to um, economic conditions, but then I immediately negotiate. I want to write a first refusal next year. And if they're not willing to give you that, then something also is smelling fishy. So um, we'll get into that. We'll also get into some other interesting news that's come out recently. Uh, when we return, you're listening to uh, the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. We'll be right back. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men, Trip Job and Darren Rand uh, of Rand Inc. If you have not, you know, hopefully you've enjoyed the conversation. And, uh, you know, if you want to get some of these type of insights, we do have on our website, which is randinc.cc, a monthly uh, blog and newsletter. So you can check out some of these type of things if you're just looking for information. Uh, real quickly, we mentioned right at the end you know, about these sponsorships and trade shows. So, um, look, in the past, when the when the economy gets bad, some people will pull out. Yeah. And you might get that opportunity Darren's talking about versus the one that, you know, it's eight weeks before the show and no one has signed up. One of the keys, and, and we jumped in and we got the Philly Flower Show, we jumped in and got the HDTV, um, when people backed out, right? But the first thing that I did in negotiating those things were, okay, if we do this this year, then I want to talk about next year. And if immediately they said, well, no, we'll come back afterwards, then I'm like, no, thanks. And Also, and, think about the time when that was happening. Those were yeah. shows that were absolutely well-established. I mean, and, yeah. and, and the, the timing and the, the, what you were negotiating was a known asset. Absolutely. And that's why I was willing, but I wasn't going to walk in and be the one-off. I wasn't going to buy the remnant space. That's exactly what was trying to they were trying to do. So in each case, I said, you know, one case I ended up getting a three-year contract and a right of refusal. The other one I just got first right of refusal within 30 days after, you know, the show was finished. And they're still, you know, Belgard's still the HGTV dream home, you know, every year. And so I think this is like year seven since, you know, we did that. So, um you know, those are the type of things. If they're not offering that, that's telling you something, you know, to Darren's earlier point. So uh, with that, there was an article just came out yesterday. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm not that I'm a frequent Arby's um, <laughs> user, but Arby's he is his located here. I laughed as soon as he said All right. So they're offering their first burger, I think. And so they have now come out with a limited edition Wagyu Steakhouse Burger which they say is the highest quality burger the fast food world has ever sunk its teeth into. Uh, it's priced at five ninety nine. Um, before I say more, and oh, and it's um, let's see here, it's six and six point four ounces, so about uh, ha half bigger than a quarter pounder. Um, and so nothing more. I'm going to let Darren go, and then I'll give you my feedback. <laughs> okay, QSR, something very familiar with. Quick serve restaurant. Sorry. Uh, wow. Uh, I, I'm assuming, I, the, the, but I shouldn't assume that makes an ass out of me and you. Yep. Um, so that uh, they do know who their audience is. And my first question is, I'm, I'm assuming they did this too. Do you know what the word Wagyu even means? I mean, do you know the, about the difference with Prime and Wagyu? I know and, it's Jap. You know, it was, it was started in J Japan for Japanese beef, but so, that's as far as I know. 
so first of all, I mean, everyone, you know, not everyone, but everyone, we're going to do Wagyu beef now. Yeah. All right. You know, that's like saying we're going to use Heinz ketchup. It's, a, it's an ingredient brand. It's got sex appeal. That's fine. I've had this debate with our buddy Ted about wine. How many of the, what, what percentage of the audience really even understands what Wagyu means in terms of beef? First. Second. Um, what does Arby's stand for? The roast beef sandwich. Absolutely. And, 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 and you know, it has been the roast beef sandwich company since the beginning of time. Okay, so they've expanded into other, you know, and I remember when they did it, when they, they got another cold cut sandwiches and things like yeah. that. The one thing they didn't do was move into burgers. McDonald's, Wendy's, yeah. all these guys. You know, I, if we ever I get, you, we, you and I used, you know, you get your Chick-fil-A cup, yeah. okay? You'll never see Chick-fil-A go into the burger business. No. And, and, and that's, so my first, when I saw this, I'm like, man, they're desperate. That, to me, it's a sign of desperation that they're losing customers, they can't acquire new customers, and they've lost focus of what their brand is about roast beef. And look, I've seen it. I've seen some of the locations close down. You drive by them all the time. And, I, you know, it's, it's not, to me, part of their core brand, but they're trying to do something to acquire customers. My opinion, and maybe they'll do it well, and they'll – if, if they're going to bring in new customers and they have to bring the right ones in that they can then bring into the core of their brand, because if they bring them in um, and they're not their core and they're not going to stay and be sticky, then this is just a, a fad and it's just going to be a short-term promotion. It, it is. The whole thing about this space is you've got your you know frequent users, your medium users, and then your low users, and then the ones you want to get to sample and get yeah. them coming in. And so to what you just said... Let's say that this Wagyu burger is the is the tool to get someone to come and try Arby's. Okay. Um, all right. And 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 now who are you stealing share from? Are you stealing it from the burger guys? Are you stealing it from Wendy's and 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 McDonald's and and or are you stealing it from um, you know five guys? I mean, who are you who are you stealing share or, from? Or if you're thinking of a steakhouse burger. Are you know? Are you going to get the person? Uh, look, we had a, a board meeting last night. We were at Fleming's. I got their premium steakhouse burger. Those are good burgers. Yeah, I mean Arnett's. You know they have same type of thing. And so, when I think of, and that's why I think it's really the whole Wagyu thing to me is a mistake. If I'm thinking of a premium burger, they're the last place I'm going to think about. Burgers, I'm, I'm going to go to either a one of those custom like Shane's Craft Burger, or I'm going to go, or I'm going to go to burger. Fleming's, Arnett's, someplace like that, and get a burger there. I mean, here's the th- here's what it, it sounds like: burgers are still hot. Yeah. Um, and I I don't I mean I wish we it would be, be kind of cool to look at this stuff, but where that where that that burger where the burger category is in terms of the higher end stuff, um, not just the straight QSR the the fast casual burgers. Um, and so it's, it's, a it's, it's a growing segment that, that high end, the farm burgers and the grind houses and the shake shacks and all, yeah. all those kinds of things, right? They're all, they're, you see it's growing and, so, and it's competitive. And look, to be fair, what I will try to do this week, I'm going to try to reach out. I, I've known some people over time at Arby's. I'd love to get one of their marketing leaders to really talk about this. Cause we're, we're, look, we're seeing this very quick and we're, 
giving our opinion. I'd love to get what what their background is and give them a chance to talk well, it out. Again, it, it doesn't mean that it, it it depends on why they're doing it. Yeah. What is the strategic reason for doing it? And you don't go into something like this lightly. I mean, you don't. Uh, unless you're IHOP and you decide to change your name. <laughs> wow. That was almost as good as the new Coke. I mean, um, and, and, and these are the things, folks. This is on topic and off topic. We talk about marketing's common sense. It, it really is. I can see this meeting. Again, if there's, a strategic, if there's a very logical strategic reason for doing this, again, trying to draft off of um, something that is a hot conversation. Yeah. You know, I may want to go try a burger. What the hell? Absolutely. I'm, and, I'm but, a burger but, freak. But and bring them in and have a reason for them to stay within the core of your brand. And, and we haven't seen that. Look, this is just announced. Hopefully that's part of their plan. And, you know, again, you're not going to see a chicken company go that direction. No. That ain't going to happen. No. But, um, so, you know, once you figure out why they're doing it and then what, what are the metrics they're going to use to define, you know, wins, losses, et cetera, that's going to be – It'd be really interesting. It's fun yeah. um, to bring. Yeah, that's the other thing is we're talking about it. Which, you know, and that is the case of almost going back to our influencers. You know, there is no bad PR. Well, there is. But this um, would not be bad. This, PR. Be, this is. Yeah. No matter we're what. We're talking about no matter it. What, it, it. No matter what's going on. The fact that we're actually talking about it. It's a burger. It's a yeah. it's a hot category. Why the people at Wagyu are going to love it. Um, yeah. You know, again, those are the kinds of things that are that are positive yeah. so we'll uh, i will try to see if we can get someone on and uh maybe next week or in a couple weeks we can uh, have a little more of this debate so it's been fun i hopefully people take something away from today have a great uh, memorial day weekend and you've been listening to the marketing mad men on extra 106.3 don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
Hey sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.